From the Bob Varley Studios in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplug Roundtable Discussion Email Edition for October 29th, 2009. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Warner. Joined by my good friends Teresa Eccles, Will Perry, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi. Back in the peanut gallery is Walter Eccles, along with Max the intern and his girlfriend, Katie. Um, we are going to read your emails and play your voicemails, so the usual spiel, if you would like to send us an email the address is podcast at wdwinfo.com, or you can fill out the feedback form on our show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com. If you'd like to give us a call, toll-free in the United States, Canada, and Mexico, one 310 The local number is 407-574-5093. Toll-free in the United Kingdom, 0808 and toll-free down under in Australia, 1-800-774-531. All right, our first voicemail, and forgive me, I don't have everybody's names uh, on these, but this comes to us from some listeners in Dallas who had a meet not too long ago, and they called in to say hello. So, Hello, Pete and the team. This is Tracy, TL Coke on the boards. And we had an impromptu Disney meet while I was in Texas this past week, and we met at your all's favorite restaurant, the Rainforest Cafe. And we all just wanted to say hello. And so I'm going to go first and say hello, team. Hi, this is Melissa, Disney fan, 1971-2006. Uh, we met on the podcast cruise last year. Wanted to say hi. Hi, this is Michelle, XWDWCM on the boards, and just wanted to say hi, y'all. And we had great service tonight, Kevin. Rainforest Cafe is fantastic. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> This is Teresa, Texas Yankee on the board, and I haven't met any of you yet, but I will get to meet you at DAP and just wanted to send a howdy from Texas. All right, signing off from Grapevine, Texas. Well, thank you for that, uh, Tracy and everyone. It was nice of you to call in and let us know that you were eating at the Rainforest Cafe. Ew. I don't find the Rainforest Cafe as hateful as I find T-Rex. Really? Yeah. I think T-Rex should be bulldozed. <laughs> that was a call-in rather than a recording she sent in? Uh, no, a, I believe that was a recording she sent in. The quality was incredible. Yeah, that's why I'm thinking it was a recording. I could hear the people returning their food in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you in a second. Yeah, she that, she did that as I think she did that as a... Uh, memo on her uh, her iPhone. Wow, that's incredible quality. Oh, it is. I, I'll tell you, the voice recorder that, that's now stock on uh, on the iPhone yeah. with the three uh, O update is fantastic. It's, it's the fantastic. easiest way for iPhone users to send their it is uh, recordings in. It is so. Well, thanks again, ladies. Who else has an email they would like to read? I do. Going to say nobody. <laughs> to be a short email show. Mine is from Ashley in West Virginia, and Ashley has a serious question to ask. 
but I get emails about this, so I thought maybe other people might be interested. It says, Hi, Kevin. I'm a longtime listener, and I occasionally post on the boards, Sweet PMD. I have a question that I hope you may be able to answer. Our child recently had a terrible freak accident in which her eye was cut, and she suffered a ruptured globe. Her eye was cut open. She has had two surgeries to date and will have at least one more in the near future. Thankfully, her eye is healing very, very well, and thus far, her retina has remained attached. She's at high risk for retinal detachment due to the nature of her injury. However, my question is this. I know that you've had multiple surgeries for detached retinas, and I have followed your uh, progress on the boards. Has your physician given you any advice about attractions at Walt Disney World, any rides that you should avoid? Our daughter is only three years old, so she is not able to ride some of the more daring rides, but I've been wondering what we will need to avoid. I will certainly be checking with her doctor, but wondered if you have any advice for us. We travel to the world every January and uh, thought until recently that we would have to forego our trip this year for our daughter's healing. It turns out she should be well enough to go, so we have proceeded with our plans. She's very excited about the trip, and I wanted to talk to her about... Excuse me. I wanted to talk to her about what to expect. Thank you so much for any help that you may be able to provide. I know that you hear it all the time, but your show is such an entertaining, informative production. I look forward to the podcast every week. I have learned so much about my favorite place in the world from all of you. Ashley from West Virginia. Ashley, I would tell you that my doctor told me that I shouldn't do anything. This was right after surgery, that I shouldn't do anything that really jarred my head. Um, I would avoid things like dinosaur at the Animal Kingdom, the teacups, uh, anything that's going to make her head move. However, I would follow your doctor's recommendations. Yeah, and even some of those dark rides like Snow White, Peter Pan, they they all have some... Uh, even some, like Winnie the Pooh can, give, it can whip the car, whip, can whip around. Whip around, exactly. Uh, as far as her being at high risk for retinal detachment, it's one of those things that I would... I could tell you what I found my symptoms to be, which led me to believe that I had a problem and to go to the doctor. But it's going to be hard to deal with that with a three-year-old. Um, I would talk to her if she gets unusual flashes of light in her eyes. I don't know that how you're going to get that information out of a three-year-old. That was one of the signs, the beginning signs for me. You have un- unusual flashes of light in your eye. Uh, that is a symptom that you're... Vitreous, that's the, the the jelly inside your eyeball, is pulling away from your retina. You get those weird flashes of light. Um, if she sees black spots in front of her eyes, that's usually the vitreous letting loose also. Uh, if I know this is hard to explain to a three-year-old, but it looks like an old-fashioned window shade is being pulled down in your vision. You actually get a line in your vision, and above that line is darker or gray or even black. Uh, all of those things are things that you have to sort of be aware of. But again, with a three-year-old, that's going to be very, that's very tough, difficult yeah. to get that information. I apologize for not being able to give you more of this. Um, I would just avoid any ride that literally shook her head. So uh, good luck. Good luck. You're, um, I've carried your email around with me since I got it. Um, I forget what day I got it. I've had it for a, a day or two. I came in on Monday. Well, yesterday. <laughs> wow, you've been carrying it that long? I, I mean, wow. I've actually, I usually make a pile of stuff to take with me. I immediately put your email. I thought it came in earlier than that. I immediately put your email in my bag. I wanted to um, address this. It's the kind of thing that 
I really wish you good luck. Your story sort of touched me, and good luck to your daughter. Yeah, I wonder yeah, that's what really... happened that her eye was cut open. I don't know. It's scary. It had to be horribly frightening. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Scary. Poor thing. So, Well, thank you for writing in, Ashley. Who else has an email they'd like to read? I have one from uh, Jolene Artman from Ohio. With Super Bowl being held in Miami on Sunday, February 7, 2010, would you expect Walt Disney World to be more crowded the week before and after Super Bowl Sunday? I think for the drive market, you might have some people that want to stop by for a little bit. They have uh, children, but, you know, I really don't know. <laughs> I, I don't think that the Super Bowl will affect Disney World attendance at all. Not in a, yeah, not in a Actually, I think on Super Bowl Sunday, you're going to find the park empty. Right. Because even people staying here are going to be watching the game. Right. Miami's, what, four hour, four hour drive from here? Right. Yeah. So if how you have many people kids driving, are going to yeah. the Super Bowl? I'm sure you'll get a few people who decide to make it a Florida vacation, but it's definitely not going to have an impact on yeah. attendance. Or the Some parks. people might want to hang out in Orlando rather than hanging out in Miami. Before, I mean, they before, had it in Jacksonville. Uh, was it last year or the year before? Tampa. Tampa. Wasn't it in Jacksonville one year? I think it was Tampa last year. I, I remember Tampa. that. Because I remember somebody saying that, um, talking about they were staying here in Orlando, and the wife and kids were going to Disney World while he was going to Well, that's a game. little more reasonable. That's yeah. an hour drop, drive, your, right? drop you guys off in Orlando, go yeah. to Miami, I'll pick you up on the way back. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I would never do anything I don't like know that. a lot about football, but I'm almost positive it was in Jacksonville recently. <laughs> okay. I think That's like all the football knowledge I have, so. That's very good. More than I got. <laughs> it pushes you up quite a bit. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you. Who else has? Uh, I, have, I have one. All right. Go ahead. I asked people to send in their experiences if they had um, an illness while they were down here and what they did to uh, to take care of that. Um, I have Marianne Southhall from Fenwick, Canada. She was staying at the Portofino Bay last Christmas when her son became ill. The front desk recommended a doctor's office that made house calls. The doctor arrived within two hours of the call. He examined her son and, and prescribed medicine. The cost was just over $200. Her government health insurance covered 30 bucks, and her private insurance paid the rest. She was very happy, and she definitely used that again. Jessica Jones from Greenville, South Carolina, Disney Tink 29 on the boards. Um, she came to Walt Disney World while she was waiting for her insurance to kick in at a new job. Uh, she didn't mention her complaint, but she went to a mini clinic at CVS. She said it costs about 60 to $70 without insurance. Uh, you get to see a nurse practitioner, and they can write prescriptions. She said it generally takes about 15 minutes per person, so if you're third in line, it'll take about 45 minutes. No appointments. You can go online and see what the uh, costs are going to be at www.minuteclinic.com. Um, she got married two days ago. She's now at a two-week honeymoon in Walt Disney World. And the last one who wrote me was Stephanie in Topshawn, Topsham, Maine. She was down in February, and her, she and her daughter were both ill with sinus infections. Her insurance company referred them to a couple of walk-in clinics, she went to America's Urgent Care and had a good experience. She said it was clean, pleasant. The people were very uh, helpful. It cost about $90 each, not including medicine. So periodically as I get more and more um, reports from people, I want to keep doing this because I, I have one next time that was more serious. They actually had to go to uh, an emergency room. 
So, like I said, as I get these, I'll, I'll report on these periodically, so people have an idea of what they should do. If they get sick while they're at Disney World. My uh, my that, emails were kind of related to that one, Walter. So I'll read those. Okay. One next. Yeah. The, uh, this one comes from Marianne. She's from uh, Canada. She says, "I was just listening to this week's show. Um, you were looking for information on healthcare while traveling to Disney last Christmas. I was staying at Portofino Bay at Universal Studios. My son did he just read that? I did. That he one. just read this. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. God." First one. Sorry, <laughs> I, I was looking to confirm something earlier. Well, there we go. You get two prizes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> well, I thought I was having a flashback there. I just hear that. Daydreamer. <laughs> Good thing you weren't flying a plane while looking at your. What? Yeah, really. <laughs> The Super Bowl was played in Jacksonville on February 5th, 2005. <laughs> Let it go, Kevin. Let it go. That's the problem with everyone having an iPhone these days. Yeah. We were in a restaurant the other day, and we were, someone was at the next table, and this isn't Disney-related, and they were take a huge bite of food. And the first thing I said was, take human bites. Do you remember that yep. commercial from growing up? Mm-hmm. For that year? Broadway play, yeah. Kevin remembered it too, and we got to laugh about it. And we, he couldn't think of the name of the play. And sure yeah. enough, we Googled it. I kept it. saying, it's a zodiac sign. It's a zodiac sign. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. John Googled Take Human Bites. Now, you had to be in the New York area. When cable TV first came out, they did Broadway show commercials, and it was the name of it was Gemini. Gemini, right. And they showed it on like cable TV. Like every four minutes. Every four minutes. And it was this woman, and she would spear huge chunks of lettuce. And then she would take these, I mean, like they were bigger than her head, and she would shove them in her mouth. I'm not hungry. I'll just pick. And somebody would scream, Take Human Bites. And he pulled that up and got that information. But the interesting thing was that's what I Googled, and it came yeah. up. Oh, yeah. That's the, amazing. The, it the definitely power. helps out with those uh, situations where you just cannot remember that, that name of that song or who yeah. right. played in that movie. Or you have a disagreement about yeah. something and you want to prove that yeah. you're right. <laughs> oh, I do it a lot while um, you know, if I'm watching a documentary or I'm watching a movie or something and something piques my interest while I'm watching the movie or something. I'll, yeah, I do that. I start Googling and you know, pulling stuff up. So... All right, our next voicemail is a response to Kevin's question a few weeks ago. Did anybody know of Give Kids the World or something like it in Southern California? So, Hey, you guys, this is Mary, Mary Rue on the boards. I was just going to call and see if I could help answer the question about whether there is a Give Kids the World in Southern California. There is not a Give Kids the World in Southern California. In fact, the Give Kids the World that is in the Orlando area is the only one of its kind anywhere in the world. So even children that make a wish from other countries um, actually come to Give Kids the World in Florida. In fact, they even fly the flags for each of those respective countries there at the front um, area there at Give Kids the World on the courtyard. So hmm. it's a pretty neat little tidbit about Give Kids the World. So. Anyway, I wanted to thank you guys so much for all the support y'all have given for those kids. Um, the donation that the listeners and the podcast matched last year is just an incredible donation for an incredible organization. So um, thanks so much for what you guys are doing for those kids. Thanks. The reason I asked about this was we have this Adventures by Disney trip coming up in April. And a couple of our guests who are joining us on the trip are annual pass holders. And you get four-day park hoppers with your adventure. And what they wanted to know was they could use their annual passes. 
was there a Give Kids the World or similar type organization where they could donate their four-day park hopper passes? Oh, okay. And I actually contacted ABD, and ABD won't let them do that. You're kidding. The passes are only good for the days you're on your trip or the days just after the trip. And I actually asked, I said, your whole promotion next year is based on give a day, get a day. Disney's trying to entice people to do good work. I have two people who are looking to give away four-day park hoppers out of the goodness of their hearts. ABD won't hear of it. They won't even talk about it. Wow. So... They tried to give us some line about how they're going to need their passes, even for the backstage stuff. Yeah, exactly. So that's where that came from. I was looking to donate eight days of park hopping to a worthwhile organization, and Disney has put a stop to it. I probably, you know, I probably want to make sure that you're not going to sell those to somebody else or something like that. Well, I was actually asking them to do it. Right. Could they send Could the they tickets it, to yeah. a charitable organization? So it wasn't like, you know, we were standing in the parking lot in a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> I got Disney tickets. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for that information. We appreciate the phone call. Who else has an email they'd like to read? I do. Teresa. This comes from Jennifer Kluzak, Wildfan1473 on the boards. Greeting, podcast crew. I have a question for Kathy or Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the right button? Mm-hmm. Okay. When you ask for questions for the email show on Facebook, do you want the questions submitted via on the podcast email or through Facebook? If on Facebook, do you want them posted right there on your wall or do you want them through your inbox? Well, I guess the correct way would go to be go through the podcast account. But I like it when you do it on Facebook because then I know Kevin can't get the question before I get to it. He can't answer it. <laughs> so... <laughs> That works. For she's me. a whack job and she's competitive. <laughs> it, it, it avoids duplicate questions. That it does. It, I like that. But because you know, we all sit here and they're screaming out, "I got this one! I got that one!" You know, I'm sitting here with my one email I can actually answer. <laughs> so. I just want to clarify. I don't want you to just look for emails that you know the you answer to. You have told me that. I want don't you to come find unless you know the answer to the question. Well, to research to find. <laughs> That's why I talk. <laughs> <laughs> the idea is you get a question, and if you don't know the answer, research it. Oh, I do. I do. Well, one time, I believe I came, and I did not know the answer. Oh, it was like every email, you'd yeah. read it, and then you'd look around at all of us. <laughs> Bueller, Bueller. I'm not yeah. mad at you. I'm mad at the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad at you, Teresa. I'm mad at the questions. <laughs> Thank you, Jennifer, for that lovely question. So, so far, the only questions you can answer are the ones that are about you. <laughs> I can answer other questions. Do I'm I getting... want my email to come to the podcast? <laughs> or do I want it really? posted on my wall? Um, Who can I call? <laughs> it's easier to print them out if they go to my inbox. So, you know, I'm good. Either way, just bring on the questions. Cool. I'm, I'm getting more knowledgeable. I'm learning more things. I'd prefer mine submitted while you're on your knees with your eyes forward. <laughs> you know, I know the names of a lot of the rides now. I'm getting better, right? <laughs> Pete, right? Yes, dear. Okay. <laughs> as long as by ride you mean uh, uh, the the uh, tren- uh, people mover. The, uh, Tomorrowland, Transit <laughs> Tomorrowland Transit Authority. There is a lot of hand motions going on in this yeah. room. <laughs> I know the little teacup ride and the mm, little. That's exactly what it's called. The little train ride that goes around. Mm-hmm. And that's and what they're called—the little teacup ride, little train ride. 
little people. What's that? What is that? The little people. The big golf ball. Small world. Small world. See, I know. (laughs) You know, she's asking Will, what's it called? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Back to you, Pete. (laughs) All right. Who else has an email they'd like to read? I have one. Jan. Mine is from Connie1042 on the boards. I've been listening to the podcast for a few months. Went to my first meet on September 25th. Met a lot of nice people. I was just wondering something. I know some of you are part owners of DU, right? Dreams Unlimited. Is the podcast your full-time jobs? Walter, Pete, Kevin, Kathy, Teresa, Corey, and Julie. I could easily say how, with all that you do, it could be a full-time job. But I'm just wondering. Unless my name's not in there. <laughs> John, you do so little. You must have 16 other jobs you go to. Uh, I'm wondering who is your employer? Do you get reimbursed for some of the meals you review? Uh, Disney's not paying you guys because you are very honest and bring up a lot of good points that are not favorable to Disney. I think that's a great thing. Um, okay, this is not our full time jobs. We all do many, many other tasks. Well, the podcast is not our full time job, but working for either the Diz or Dreams. Uh, yes, that is that that is what we all do. Everybody who's on the show is a, a full time uh, employee of the company, and uh, you know, yet we get to do this for a living. Correct. All of the meals that we review are paid for by the Diz and Dreams Unlimited Travel. None of our meals are comped. Correct. None Never. of our meals are subsidized by anybody but Dreams Unlimited Travel and the Diz. I personally don't pay for the meal; it's considered work. Um, so I, the money doesn't come out of my pocket per se, but it does. They are paid for. Although we are changing that starting in, in January, he has to pay for all the meals himself. <laughs> How many yeah, times really. can I review Earl of Sandwich? Yeah, really, he gets meals, and I get copy paper and postage. Uh, What's the deal? <laughs> Cirque du Soleil trip to California. Yeah, okay, really. Okay, there were a few other things. <laughs> now, the last time I saw yeah. Cirque du Soleil, I did pay for those did tickets. You? All well, that wine going that. on over there. You better watch it, woman. Really? Like, anything, anything people are asked to do as part of the show is they're reimbursed from the company for that. Um, everyone's annual pass is paid for mm-hmm. because that's part of their jobs. Everybody gets an iPhone. That is true. Everybody gets an iPhone. Now, so, I just have to say, this has been become a point of discussion on our discussion threads would you explain to people that you have not provided my iPhone no 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 I guess not that's correct actually my iPhone was a Christmas present I just that become a point of contention why it just just let it go at that but it was a point of contention and what you I just I have to clear that up okay it's my integrity I said it couldn't be googled so it just had to be answered here (laughs) None of this matters But it it, it became a point of contention So I wanted to clear it Well I mean there are certain things that You know when you think about it We say um, we'll reimburse for meals And things like that I mean there's going to be a certain um, Speaking of There's going to be you know a certain uh, Level at which you're not reimbursed for your meals If you're out doing something that's work related I don't necessarily expect everyone to be reimbursed for their meals so you got to understand that there's you know there's subtleties as in any company all right thank you for that john um i'm a little unprepared with my voicemails and i named them 
kind of cryptically, and sometimes I'm not sure what they mean. This one simply says Kevin, so <laughs> I'm assuming it has something to do with Kevin. Or it's Kevin calling up talking about himself. Oh, I know! Kevin! Kevin! <laughs> Kevin! Kevin! <laughs> okay. Oh, I just I made a sound bite. I oh. said. <laughs> 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 like Kevin, wait. When uh, you guys were gone, we, I did a stump the round table, and I made them say their name if they wanted to answer the question. So that it wasn't just a bunch of people screaming out answers. Little did I know that I asked questions that nobody could answer. So Kevin, 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 Kevin. won. <laughs> and Kevin, someone Kevin. made a soundbite of that's that. A, I, no, that, I made a soundbite of that. Oh, okay. <laughs> One of our <laughs> listeners did as well. Did you read that? Hear that story? Oh, maybe that's where I got it. Yeah, maybe that's, that's where I got, got it. it. He okay. actually has a friend named Kevin. So what they did was they took that sound clip. They they called. They wrote and asked for my permission to do it, and he took that soundbite. And the wife apparently gave his friend's name is Kevin, so she took his cell phone and they made that his ringtone. Oh my god! So when his phone rings, that's what he hears. But what what do they do to him? They they put him in a meeting, a business meeting, and they called him. (laughs) (laughs) They noticed his phone was on the desk. Oh, I know, Kevin, 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 Kevin. It's just wrong. It's very funny. Imagine hearing that in a public place. Somebody's in front of you in a grocery store or something. Yeah, really. <laughs> My brother has a ringtone on his phone, and it's an air raid siren. And it's really loud. No. And- <laughs> All right. Well, a, our next voicemail. And again, this is another one that I've, I've named Cash for Kids. So, <laughs> Can you do that? Really? It makes some extra money. Hello, stars of the Diz. My name is Lisa, and I'm Jetstar on the boards. Um, I am from Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Um, I'm looking for a long, um, long-time listener, first-time caller. Ha 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 ha. Um, my question is regarding currency. We're visiting um, Disney World in September with my two cousins, who are um, 14 and 12, and we'd like to give them about 50 to 80 dollars. I don't really want to give them cash, but uh, and had heard about these. Um, uh, like Disney dollars or the gift cards. Uh, just wondering what you guys recommend what would be the best. I'd like them to be able to just spend it in Disney World but really not visiting anywhere else. But, um, yeah, so I was wondering about that. Or can we charge it? I had heard that you can actually put it on your key to the world card and set it up so that they have, you know, $50 or $100 to spend on that card and that would be it. Um, what do you think is the best idea, and um, where can I purchase Disney dollars or the Disney gift cards? Uh, love the show. Keep up the great work. Well, thank you, Lisa. Uh, I think you should give the children uh, your credit cards and just let them uh, <laughs> buy whatever they want. You know, we did something similar for uh, Julie's sister, Taylor. She comes she comes here every July. So Julie bought her um, a bunch of Disney dollars. And she yeah, but you make her serve hot dogs at Casey's. Yeah. You know, only that was two years ago. <laughs> So I, she loved the the Disney dollars. It's like she had real cash. You know, it's real. It's real at Disney. It's real. But I think it's more enjoyable for her than carrying a little card with her. Yeah. But these are older kids, aren't they? These are like teenagers. Yeah, these are teenagers. I think they'd rather have oh, the yeah. gift card. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, I have an idea. I like the idea of giving them, you can go out and buy prepaid um, Visa this- cards. Now, if you get a Disney gift card, there's some places on Disney property where they're not good. Um, I, I, this is just an example, and it's an example I can I always remember. If you wanted to buy something at a Rebus Brothers, that's the glass blowers at Downtown Disney. They don't accept the Disney gift card, I don't believe. 
So not that and I suggest they won't, they won't accept Disney dollars either. Right. Any I'm partner a, location. Wants I'm so those exactly. poor heartbroken teenagers will not be able to buy the $700 Cinderella <laughs> castle made of Swarovski crystal. Okay, that was a, I think Arebus Brothers might not be the right example. <laughs> <laughs> but someplace at Epcot. Um, you know, they can't China, buy towels either, you know. Oh. China or Japan, wherever that one little. It's a, it's a Koshi. Yeah, could be. Could be. Um, I, also, I don't think China accepts them. The 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 department store in the back of China. So, but they do accept the uh, Visa cards, the prepaid Visa cards. So. I know the sake bar accepts the gift cards. Just you know, somebody told me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I don't want to make sure we tell these. But the teams. gift cards. I mean, the gift cards can be gotten at any retail location, right? I mean, actually, it was the birthday card that the the department store at China wouldn't accept. They wouldn't accept right. my birthday right. card. So. If they might run into that with a Disney gift card. I mean, some right. of the partner locations don't. I know, like, you couldn't use it when Virgin Megastore was open. You couldn't use a Disney gift card or Disney Right. It's only, it really, it's really for Disney owned, uh, you know, restaurants, stores, which are the vast majority of them, but there are some that aren't. Actually, Disney has uh, changed their policy. You can't get the gift card at every merchandise location anymore. Oh, really? Um, finding that at Downtown Disney, I could only get it at the. Um, Guest services location. Okay. So that's one of the problems with that. You can try to get the Disney dollars if the merchandise location happens to have them. Right. They get a certain allotment every day, and if they have them, they can sell them to you. But you're going to find those more readily also at guest services locations. Mm -hmm. Now, on the outside chance that your children don't spend all of that money at Disney, ha, 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 that's something you'd either have to save for your next trip or right, you're not going to get the cash back. Right, you're not going to be able to get the money back. Right. And it's not good elsewhere. That's another reason. In a Disney like, store. Right. That's the other reason I like the Visa gift cards. They can pretty much be used anywhere. Teresa, what do you think about that amount of money for a kid that age? I think it's going to be gone before they get off Main Street. Mm-hmm. What were the ages again? 12 and 14, I believe. Well, it depends on the kid, though. Um, Stella or you know, someone younger, I think, is going to go through it quicker. The older ones are a little more discerning about what they're picking out and what they're, you know. Mm-hmm. You know Ma- Max, Max can hold on to money indefinitely. Grace is gone before it even, it never goes through a pocket. It's gone. So just depends on the kid, I guess. But that's that seemed a little low, but maybe they're getting other things, you know. That's not all they're spending money. Yeah, the parents are paying for their food. Right. That's, really that's just their extra. Okay. They don't have to chip in for the hotel. Yeah. Which I make my kids do, so, yeah. <laughs> You thought it was cash for kids. You're going to sell yours. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who has another email they'd like to read? I have another one. I can reread somebody's if y'all want me to do that. <laughs> it's, actually, it's actually getting dark in here. Yo, Hi, team. I have, I have a question I'm hoping you can help with. John the Genius. I'm not sure I like that name. <laughs> John the Genius might have the answer. If a Florida resident buys the new weekday pass and wants to upgrade it to the annual pass at a later date, is this possible? No. Have, wow. <laughs> Kidding. I have a friend who wants the weekly pass for now, but will oh, thank you. But will upgrade when her family comes to visit in the spring. I am wondering if this can indeed be done. Thanks for all you do. Love the show and keep up the good work, Liz. It's I wish for Disney, Liz. Liz is a new Florida resident. Liz, you can. Uh, what they'll do is they'll prorate it. However, 
much is left on it, they will put towards an upgraded ticket. So you yes, can do that with any ticket. Any it, ticket right. um, they're not going to just charge you. Like for instance, I'm going to round numbers off. If the weekday pass is 150 dollars and the annual pass is $300, they're not going to give you a $150 credit towards the annual pass. If you use the pass for a couple of months, they're going to give you the amount of whatever they think that pass is worth now. They prorate it. So you might get $75 towards a $300 pass. Right. They will not let you upgrade your pass for the remainder of the year, if that makes any sense. If you buy a pass and use it for six months, you can't upgrade to an annual pass for the rest of your year. You would have to start over then with a new pass, and you would get the prorated amount towards what you were purchasing. Does that make sense? Sure does. Okay, cool. Great. Thank you, Kevin. Who else? I have another one. Teresa. This says, greetings, fellow crazy people. My name is Holly from Denver, Colorado, and I go by... Holly on the boards as well. <laughs> I just wanted to write and say how much your podcast means to me. You're by far the best part of my week, and I would hardly get through the workday sometimes without you guys to entertain me. I adore every single person on the show, and while I can't pick a favorite, I do have to say I believe Pete is my gay male life partner. Pause. Hmm. I really love... I really love when Walter you just started paying attention. <laughs> I really love when you answer questions that are opinion based more than fact based, especially when several of you go off on tangents. What oh, I'll like, show love the show this week. Yeah. <laughs> what I'd like to know is if you could take out one attraction out of the parks, what would it be? Why and what would you replace it with? Thanks for your time and thanks for all being you. Your biggest fan. I'm your biggest fan in Denver, Holly. P.S. Is that John snorting when he laughs? No, that's I, me snorting when I, I laugh. I love it, and it cracks me up every time. That's me. I'm the snorter. The snorter gay male life partner. <laughs> You're the whole package. There's not, even the whole package. <laughs> There's not even an acronym for that. The total package. Okay, what would you take out of the park, John? <sighs> Any park. What would you take it out? What would you think put about it? I can go first. Okay, say, come back to me. The Autopia. I think it's a big old waste of space. The line is always huge, and I think it's kind of outgrown its usefulness. What would you put there? It's also really not environmentally friendly. It's loud. Right? It's, it smells bad. Yeah, there's burning rubber and burning gas smells. Pleasant. What would you put there? Um, something along the lines of something equal to PhilharMagic. I, I talked in yesterday's show about these two new things that Kathy Worling reviewed, the Sum of All Fears or whatever it was called. Thrills. Thrills. Um, <laughs> Sum of All Fears. <laughs> I think that's a book. Um, I, 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 I want to see them go back to that level of Imagineering. I don't want them to buy another version of the Dumbo ride and retheme it to Tomorrowland. We've got the rockets. We've got the Dumbos. We've got the dinosaurs. We've got the flying carpets. We get it. We know how that works. Put in a real imagineered ride in that spot, and it's a big—that's a big piece of property. Yeah. So, Corey, I really don't know, but I can tell you what. You want to read it again? Don't like. I'll read it again. Okay. Later after this one, <laughs> uh, I don't like dinosaur at the Animal Kingdom. Really? I just oh. don't like that attraction. Um, I don't have an idea yet. You don't know what you put what there. I put it there. But you no. take that out. Yeah. Will? Oh, I don't know. I have to think about this one. Okay, I know what I'd do. I'd take out that stitch thing that shoves your shoulders down and smells. What is that? Stitch's Great Escape. Whoop, I got it. I know what that one was. <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoop. 
I would take that out, and I would she somehow has her breakdown in installments. Yeah, really. <laughs> I would somehow make the people mover longer. <laughs> so that's what I would do. I would take out the great movie ride. Oh no, really? Well, it's so dated. It's so dated. It needs. It, it just needs to, something new needs to be done. I mean. That uh, especially that that movie collage at the end of films that were, you know, <laughs> those, honestly that reminds me of something at Universal. I mean, ordinary yeah. people. You know, but I love the <laughs> little ordinary people. <laughs> the little gangster person. You talking to me? You talking? I like her when she gets. <laughs> you know, any Bette Midler movie, Selfish Choice. You know, it's like, oh, come on, guys. What would you put there? Smoking area. A smoking area. <laughs> yeah. Giant Chinese. Giant massive Chinese smoking area. I'd put in a place where I can get cash for kids. <laughs> there you go. Turn them in. Recliner land. John, did you figure it out yet? I haven't figured it out. I, think, I don't know if there's things I would say get rid of and then replace. I would like to see them update stuff. I agree with Pete. I think Great Movie Ride needs a rehab. In, in the worst possible way. I think... Uh, the backlot tour at MGM, they just need to completely rethink that. I mean, they, yeah. there's such potential there. Yeah. And it's really just so lame these days. So it's things like that. Do so they still do that thing where you pretend you're driving the sub and they splash you with a bucket of water? Yeah, that pre-show thing where mm-hmm. they show you how special wow. effects are made. In the. So you just rehab everything? Not everything, but there are certain things I think it's time. Okay. I think Walter? it's time to redo. I would make the little small world dies eyes stop clicking, too. Yeah, I don't like that. What would Walter change? Uh, I had to think about it, and I'll get back to you. Lord, come on. This is off the top of your head. Just, what would it be? Don't know. Wow. We're just going to sit here and wait. We are. (laughs) (laughs) I'd add weaponry to all of the walk-through attractions in Animal Kingdom. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to be able to shoot my friend. Eat what you kill. <laughs> take your own. Take it to the restaurant of your choice and say, exactly. okay. I'd like you to cook this lion, please. <laughs> cooking the more endangered they are. Cooking endangered species. <laughs> that would be a really good food and wine festival. Mm, panda. <laughs> <laughs> okay, people. Always has to take some twisted turn, doesn't it? <laughs> Flame Tree Barbecue presents Panda. <laughs> <laughs> Your way. All right. <laughs> Our next voicemail, someone wants to know some more about International Drive. Hello, podcast crew. This is Dana Soto, Dana1003 on the boards. And I actually have a question. Um, the last time you guys were talking, I heard you guys talking about International Drive. And my question is, uh, for somebody who is not going to stay on property, which hotel would have the best shuttle uh, to get to the parks? Um, and I guess distance wouldn't really matter as long as the shuttle's reliable. Um, if you can answer that question, that would really help. Uh, you guys do a great show. You guys make me laugh. Keep up the good work. Hi, Ferris. You look so cute on Facebook. Hope you get your own page. Bye, guys. <laughs> well, you didn't leave me a, um, any uh, contact information, uh, an email address. She did leave her name on the board. Oh, that's so true. That's true. Yeah. So, okay, well. I stand corrected. Um, in terms of iDrive, in terms of iDrive, um, honestly, the, it's very hit or miss uh, with a lot of the hotels. I think on iDrive, uh, you've got, as I mentioned on the show a few weeks ago, 
you've got two sections to iDrive. You've got the side that's called Plaza International, which is the much nicer section, and then you have the part that's not Plaza International, and that's you definitely don't want to stay there. Those are your real budget, cheap hotels. It's kind of ticky tacky that it whole is. section. Very very tacky. Get a coffee mug. Get a free shirt. Yeah yeah yeah. Four for um, ten dollar kind yeah. of thing. Now that's not to say that there aren't some hotels that I would not recommend over on the uh, uh, Plaza International side. Um, you know. Uh, and again, we don't really cover the hotels over there. We really haven't done a lot of research work. So it's my best advice to you would be to go on TripAdvisor and see what TripAdvisor, uh, how TripAdvisor rates hotels on iDrive. Uh, they, really, that's a really, really good resource if you're not sure where you want to stay. And I don't want to sit here and tell, you know, throw names out at you without having really researched them. If you're asking Lake Buena Vista, Kissimmee, uh, you know, Universal Area, it's a little bit different. But uh, in terms of transportation, they all offer some kind of shuttle. Now, these are all going to be scheduled shuttles. They're not going to be like Disney Transportation where it's running every 15, 20 minutes. Usually, there'll be two or three shuttles in the morning, two or three shuttles in the evening. So getting back and forth, you know, during the day can be a little challenging. You've got to keep that in mind. Uh, Honestly, you know, if you can find a good deal in a rental car, Orlando has really, really good deals on rental cars. You can get some good deals. And it really does open you up because there's a lot of really great stuff on International Drive, a lot of great restaurants, a lot of great stores. And you do have the iRide trolley, mm-hmm. which goes up and down that you can hop on and kind of go some of those other places on iDrive. But having that car really gives you that flexibility of being able to you know, kind of come and go from Disney when you want. You're going to um, really hate it if you're stuck at Disney and all of a sudden you get a headache or a blister. Or just, and you just want to go home. Right, just that's need a room. nap. You know? And that's, what, that's, the, that's the only thing that bothers me really about scheduled transportation is that you know, when they do it like that, and I understand they can't afford, you know, these hotels can't afford to run you know, 24-hour shuttles uh, to and from the parks. But The other thing is a cab ride from Disney to iDrive. It's probably going to be about the same cost as the car rental for yeah, the length of stay. Pretty much. So. Pretty much. So, um, but that that's what you need to consider. I would advise TripAdvisor in terms of picking a hotel, and uh, if you're going to do transportation, keep in mind the limitations. But absolutely, I would I would uh, recommend you consider at least pricing out uh, the possibility of getting a rental car. Sheridan Vistana uh, uh, Villages. Is uh, is on iDrive, but yeah, Whatever. that's true. That's not really in the iDrive. It's not in area. the heart, but it's it's over. That's it's the far, to Disney. right. It's the far end of iDrive, and there's the only other thing around there is other timeshare resorts. That's not in the retail um, restaurant locations. So, all right. Well, thank you for calling in with that. All right. Who has an email they'd like to read? I do. This comes from Kimberly Shepard out of Mooresville, North Carolina. So she's probably a race fan. That's a, <laughs> that's a big racing city. She says, I'm legally deaf and can only hear a little bit of your show, but my husband has been listening to you guys and saved up enough money for us to have our first family vacation. It's our first in 11 years without depending on other family. Uh, I have hearing problems, like I said. Your site and podcast have helped us plan and prepare our trip so we can all enjoy it. I just wanted to thank you all so very much for the time and effort in making families uh, help 
making families have their dreams come true. So, oh, isn't that nice? Yeah, that's that's the good stuff that you guys, you know, you deserve to to hear that. I mean, yeah, it's always nice to hear. Can we point her towards? She might already know about it about the Diz Abilities Board. She might be able to find some information there. Um, it's for people who have special needs when visiting the park. Yeah. She might be able to find some information there about. Um, I apologize. I've forgotten what they're called. The hearing devices that are available to people. That's right. Or actually uh, when certain attractions might be signed or something like that. That's good. Right. Exactly. Good point. She might want to check with guest services and find out if she can schedule a signer for certain for shows certain and attractions. Shows, yep. yep. They will do that. They will do that. Yeah, good so. luck, Kim. Hope you have a good, good yeah, trip. Have a great trip. Let us know how it goes. Yeah. All right. We have another voicemail from Kristen. Who has a question about check-in? Hi, podcast gang. This is Kristen Moffitt, born teach on the boards. Hello from a very balmy 30 degrees in Boston this morning. Um, I have two questions that have really very little to do with one another. Uh, I share Pete's philosophy of vacation. Uh, I like to be the first plane out in the morning of Boston and the very last plane out of Orlando when we are on vacation. But recently we had the opportunity to come uh, to Disney for Labor Day weekend without the three children. And we had to take a late plane out. And due to several flights, delays we didn't arrive at bay lake tower until 205 in the morning and when we got there the front desk was closed and the gentleman who was watching the desk had our cards pre-printed pre-printed and that really got us to wondering about what time is too early or to check in i think we've all had the experience of getting to disney rather early in the morning 9 10 11 o'clock and our room is ready and that's always fantastic but we wondered when is the cutoff to be uh that now it stands for the next day versus the day before that you're checking in my second question is about the world showcase um i'm always curious about the outpost that kind of is in the corner i'm wondering if that was ever planned to be a country or because of the the lot in the back not being big enough was that not going to ever be a country Uh, i'd love to hear your thoughts on that um thank you very much for all you do we're looking forward to seeing you all real soon and congratulations to julie and Corey and ferris of course and we hope everybody has a brighter and warmer day than here in boston thank you thank you well thank you Kristen. that's a nice email or voicemail um in, in regards to check-in how early is too, there really isn't any too early um i mean you you do have to expect that your room's probably not going to be ready till three o'clock Right. Uh, and, you know, but you can check in whenever you feel like it. Because you've got to remember that even if you're on a room-only reservation, you've secured that room with a credit card. If you don't show up that first night and don't cancel, uh, you know, Does you're going to get charged for that room. So if you show, you know, if, if, you know, you were hoping to show up at 7 o'clock at night and you show up at 2 o'clock in the morning, you're still getting charged for the night. But the room, the room's there for you. But, uh so that's, I mean, yeah, as far as check-in is concerned, I don't think there really is a too early. Also, um, the it's si- certainly too late to check out. Right. The, the, um, the idea of uh, your cards being pre-printed or the front desk being closed or uh, coming in too late, that's up to the room comptroller at the resort. Um, the room, he or she has the ultimate decision as to whether to say, listen, we have a large group coming in who will be arriving later. We know they're coming in later. We're going to keep the front desk open or not. 
So that's just one of those hit or miss things. It's not like we can say, oh, at 2 o'clock every morning, every, the front desk is shut down. It's just really up to the room comfortable. But you can request an early check-in, right? I know I get a lot of reservations through Dreams Res where people will say. And yeah, you can request anything. Can request. It doesn't mean you'll get right, it. Right, you're not going to get it. Nine out of ten times, you're, you're off property hotels are more likely than really? yeah. on property hotels. But you can leave your luggage there, right? If you come into town yep. early, you don't have to drag them around the parks with you. I think early is better. You, there's always a chance you might get in early, and you can right. always yeah. kill some time. You know, go explore. Right. If you so what we say to people, you know, make sure, like, you know, pack a bathing suit in your yeah. in your carry-on bag. Um, you know, things that you'll need for a day in, in the event your 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 part your uh, room's not ready when you get there. You want to go swimming? You've got yeah, especially if you got kids. Exactly, it's a good time to explore too. Just go explore. Yeah. Kristen bars, actually huh? made both our shows this week. She was one of the yeah, Facebook, Facebook, she got Facebook, Facebook to Facebook. Well, now you yeah. also asked about uh, the outpost and World Showcase. In World Showcase, I don't know. I don't know what the history of that is. If they ever plan to do a uh, country there, that's always one of those rumors. They're going to put something in that yeah. area. It always does seem like a void that area when you're dr- when you're walking by. Where else am I going to get D'Artagnan hats and <laughs> Diet Cokes? D'Artagnan hats. And hand-carved African tchotchkes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, maybe somebody else uh, listening knows the uh, the provenance of that uh, particular area and can shed some light on it for us. Oh, offhand, I don't know. I don't know that there was ever any plans to put anything there. I know that Disney has said on multiple occasions that they have room to add. I forgot how many uh, how many countries, but... They, 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 they've said that they have room to add more. We've heard many different um, rumors over the years. For a while, the big one was that they were going to add Israel. And then I believe um, Spain was the other one that we heard a lot. Have they ever added a country, or is it intact the way, from the I beginning? Think it's, as long as I've been around. No, Norway was added after. Was it? Mm-hmm. Okay. But everything else was there from the opening. Mm-hmm. Cool. Didn't know. So... All right, who has another email they'd like to read? I have one. Jan? I don't know where it is. Oh, there it is. Mine is from Cynthia, and Cynthia wants to know, several months ago, John and Kevin mentioned that they collect a certain artist's work. I believe he is, was, located in the Caribbean. What is that artist's name? Thank you so much. His name was, he's since passed away, Bernard K. Passman. And he was, I think, believe at the time he was the only um, person with a license to collect black coral in the Caribbean, to harvest black coral. This was not something I ever knew anything about. And on one of our first cruises, I was watching, uh, before the ship ever set sail, they have those things running on the stateroom television. And there was an art, a show about this man who created this stuff and the thing that caught my attention was that when princess diana and prince charles got married i believe the reagans were in office at the time and they contacted him in order to make the wedding gift that the united states gave to princess diana and prince charles as a wedding gift and it was a set of silverware made with black coral handles and i said to john that we were going to be i believe it was in saint thomas that was the port we were going to where one of his shops were. And I said, I had no intention of ever buying anything. I was almost positive at the time that we couldn't afford anything. I would like to see what he did. And we walked into the shop, and they sell some very high-end jewelry. Um, Also, it's jewelry. It's not really 
in my opinion, it's not something that I needed. The other thing they sell is um, pendants that are carved out of black coral. And what we've done is we've started collecting them. And some of them can get pretty pricey, but some of them can be had for a hundred or a couple of hundred dollars. So over the course of our travels, we've collected, I believe now, we have 12 or 13 of them. So that's how that started. And they're very reputable. Oh, yeah. Very, very reputable. I actually have a story about it. We bought at one time a one-of-a-kind piece. It's the most expensive piece we have. And we were given, when you purchase this, you're given a certificate of authenticity that tells you a lot of this stuff is limited as to how many they're going to make. And you're sent a certificate of authenticity. And the other thing they do is they stand behind their work. If it ever breaks or is damaged, they'll fix it for you. They will also purchase it back at any time. His stuff... um, appreciates in value mm-hmm. they will purchase it back at the current price towards another purchase so they're always willing to take their merchandise back well we had this one-of-a-kind piece and we were in grand cayman we had purchased i believe in saint martin or saint thomas i'm sorry and i was in grand cayman and found our p- the same piece and i oh. i said to the lady is this a one-of-a-kind piece and she said to me this is a one-of-a-kind piece and i said well it's not I have the same piece at home. This became a management issue. They brought the manager out, and I was very impressed. They have a computer system of everything they've ever sold. In any of their stores. In any of their stores worldwide. And they're in Alaska. They're in um, Las Vegas. They're in, they were in New Orleans before Katrina. Yeah. They went through their computer system, and he said, I see where you bought a one-of-a-kind piece, that one-of-a-kind piece. And we're absolutely embarrassed by that. And he said, here's what I'm going to do. Um, it's a little motorboat. It was a speedboat. He said, obviously, this is no longer a -a one-of-a-kind piece. We've created the same piece twice. He said, I will take the piece that we have, and I will make it a -a one-of-a-kind piece. And they added diamond running lights to it and headlights. He added a couple of hundred dollars worth of diamonds to it and sent it to us and then said, and when you receive the one we're sending you, send us the other one back. Wow. So... While I was a little annoyed at first, I thought they handled it in a very professional... Yeah, that's, that's great. It, the customer service was terrific. So I would recommend, if you're in any of the islands and there's a Bernard K. Passman store, whether you're interested in purchasing it or not, I would certainly yeah, make the Yeah, the stuff point. is beautiful. He's got it's some really beautiful, cool stuff, beautiful, beautiful stuff. Coral. Yeah. Explain to them about his signature. Uh, when he was alive, they every piece is signed, and they would be. it was signed, it's um, engraved into the piece. It's just a BKP. And then they take a white grease pencil and they go over the engraving so that the little signature shows up. If for whatever reason you're the grease paint, you start to sweat and or the grease pencil, the stuff goes out, you can send it back and they'll redo it. Since he's passed away, they've changed the signature on his pieces to BP. So anything that was made prior to his passing is BKP. What's made after that is BP. Hmm. <laughs> Okay. Well, thank you for that, Kevin. Walter, you have a, another email? Yes, I do. This one comes from Angie Long in Bremen, Georgia. She's Pooh and Tigger on the boards. While looking at the information on Give a Day, Get a Day, it states that you cannot redeem a voucher during Christmas, during East. I'm sorry. Let me start over. Um, while looking at the information on Give a Day, Get a Day, it states you cannot redeem a voucher during Easter week. My family and I did not want a free ticket. We wanted fast passes. Are you allowed to get fast passes during the blackout period? 
Thanks for letting me know. The answer is no. If it's a blackout period, it's a blackout period. I am... <clears throat> Excuse me. The, the air's gotten dry in here. Everybody's tickled. I, I called. I answered this question a couple of weeks ago, and I oh. called, and I was told that there was a blackout period for the tickets, but there was not a blackout period for the fast. But you also said that it, she wasn't 100% sure. I, I said to her, are you positive about this? And she says, well, that's what I'm seeing. I made the caveat when I answered the question. This was per Disney. When so. I called, the guy said, well, that's, I called also, and the guy said, no, the blackout period was a blackout period that they would not give out. Well, that's typically Disney. Yeah. yeah. It depends on the that's cast. I bet if we call back and, the phone. Right. I bet if we call back and get a different answer, or did it get it, get it, get it, get it, get it, if we got a different person, we'd get a different answer. So, all right. Well, thank you for that. Oh, I pulled the Corey. I read it again. Oh, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for that, Walter. Our final voicemail this week is a question on military discounts. Yes, my question pertains to the military discount. I was looking online, and I'm just a little confused. I'm retired military with a military ID card, and I understand that there's a discount five-day uh, pass with Park Hopper. Um, do I need to buy that ticket before coming to Disney World or can I just buy it there at the gate? Thank you. Well, thank you for calling. Uh, now, the um, uh, the military passes, I believe, can only be purchased on military bases at, right. uh, what are they called, the PX? Right. Uh, the commissary, whatever it is. Uh, that is where you need to purchase those passes uh, with your military ID. Although I do believe they may also sell them Shades at Green. Shades of Green which, if you're not familiar with Shades of Green, that's the Disney resort that is leased by the uh, U.S. government specifically for active and retired military personnel. Uh, the higher the grade you are at or retired at, the more money you pay per night. And uh, it's a very, very popular resort. The rooms are very spacious. This is one of the first resorts Disney had built on property. This was back in the days of... Uh, uh, you know, not too long after uh, the Polynesian and the Contemporary were built. Uh, so these were still those nice big rooms uh, that you saw in the in the early days. So it's a popular resort, and I'm almost certain I remember hearing that it's, it's the Stars and Stripes Pass is what he's talking about, and that uh, they have to be gotten either at your PX or at, uh, or at Shades of Green. Also... Uh- I don't know if PX is the right term, but I believe you have to go through what would be the equivalent of your human resources person at your base. Like, I don't know if they could just go someplace and purchase the tickets. Well, I always, yeah, for what I, I, again, what I always heard was that you can be purchased at the commissary or the okay. PX on the base as long as you had your ID. Um, that that's where it was, uh, the, the tickets were sold. So, um, but, uh, yeah, that's definitely the place to look for them. You're not going to be able to buy them direct from Disney. Um, they don't sell them to the general public. And they're not set up to, uh, they're not set up to validate whether or not a uh, U.S. military ID is valid or a forgery. Or, but he's, so. he's retired, right? So he's probably not on the base anymore. But he still, pro- he, he still has access to He still has access to all the... Uh, so as long as he's, you know... Close enough to go over. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess. So so I guess that, uh, hope that answers your question. Thank you very much for calling in. Thank you, everybody, for your emails and your voicemails. Thank you, Will, for joining us. It's been great seeing you. Thanks. He'll be 
back again sooner sooner than you think. So <laughs> with that, we're going to say goodbye. We hope you enjoyed the show. We will be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. Thanks for listening, and remember, stay out of the damn lakes, people. Thank you.